It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Well, this is Buck, and I come to you a married man today. Apparently, I can see your wedding ring. I, I, I noticed that you're just holding it up right now for anybody who's got the video. Yeah, there you go. Congrats. Uh, I'm I'm told that it's unusual to go right to work after your wedding. I, I don't know why. I'll, I'm going to take off on honeymoon. Clay is going to be, he's going to have the con. He's going to be uh, running the the ship here for about uh, a week or so a week and a couple of days starting on thursday but i did i got how much marital advice a lot of it was was brilliant and heartfelt and wonderful so thank you for that uh but yeah it was a great ceremony everything came together um and i am now married so there's that 40 41 years young clay and we have a lot of news to talk about i know that's why you're actually here so i want to just give you a little bit of a sense of where we are going. Uh, first of all, new poll out shows 37% of Democrats want Biden to run in 2024. 62% of Americans say he's done little or nothing. Uh, so people are also concerned by his health, by his coughing, by his brain, uh, issues. You know, uh, that, that's, that's definitely a, a challenge. I didn't watch the Grammys, but if the Grammys got our attention. But I did watch it, but I always like it felt so desperate to get people outraged. Does that make sense? Like it didn't feel like an organic. Hey, let's just do a, a, a performance. It was as if they sat down and said, what is the most outrageous thing we can do to intentionally offend people? And so a part of me and I, I always think this is kind of the debate on stories like this. Are you completely playing into that guy's hands by discussing his performance in any way? Because otherwise, I didn't care. I thought the funny part of, and I didn't watch the Grammys, but I saw some of it circulating on social media. Ben Affleck sitting next to J Lo, appearing that he would rather be anywhere else in the world every time they took a shot of him was, I thought, actually pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this you know, it went totally viral, and it felt to me. Remember last year, Buck in the. Uh, 
in the uh, in the performance at halftime of all the old school rappers. They had Dr. Dre, Snoop, and then Eminem came out and everything else. And at one point, Eminem took a knee, and and people were like, "Oh my God, look at really manufactured for outrage as the intent." That I kind of didn't pay attention to it, and I feel the same way almost about this one. But I know many people are reacting. So we might talk about the thing about the the desire for attention. I totally agree. I also though wonder sometimes if that can then be used as a means of just getting away with doing whatever the demonic and insane left wants to because if we talk about it we give it attention but if we don't talk about it we let them do whatever they want right so it, there's a little bit That's of a catch the balancing 22. act yeah it's catch 22 so we might spend a little time on that one um also we have the state of the union coming up tomorrow uh i think we all know what the state of the union is but there might be some interest in, which is not particularly strong uh yes. not very good but we'll discuss a little bit of a preview of that uh also very interesting story clay i know sometimes i see these things and i go oh this is going to be one we have to talk about on the show for sure you have uh the migrants in new york city now complaining complaining about the conditions in new york city and starting to say more and more uh that they need to go to canada do you see this up on fox (laughs) news they're like new york is too dirty and dangerous that's really funny we are heading to Canada now, which, okay, migrants, uh, I don't know how many of you are from really, really cold countries, but good luck up there. So we shall discuss that as well. Um, but we have, we have the update that we have to talk to everybody about first. Friday, the whole country was transfixed on the balloon. Yes. There was a surveillance balloon. That was flying across the United States. I did think at one point perhaps it was going to be taking photos from tens of thousands of feet in the air of my wedding. You know, go yes. down to go down to southern Florida, see what they could see. Turns out it was shot down right off the coast of was it South Carolina, I believe. Yes. Um, and this was funny to me, Clay, because on Friday we were saying the longer they wait to shoot it down the more obvious it is that they were just dithering and didn't know what to do, and eventually they just came to the pressure to shoot it down. They did. They shot it down over the water and then immediately turned around, and we're actually going to have a former Secretary of Defense under Trump, Acting Secretary of Defense, join to address this specific allegation. Immediately turn around and go, well, there were three balloons under Trump. I don't think that's going to fly, pun intended. Yeah, well... First of all, if there had been knowledge that there were Chinese spy balloons flying over the United States under Trump, do you really think it wouldn't have been on the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post and immediately treated as a fever pitch story about Trump's relationship with China? Uh, I think what may well have happened is maybe there was a slight excursion directly across the border that then ended. My question, and this is this is just what I would love to hear discussed more. How is it possible? And, and I said this on Friday when this story took off. How is it possible? We now know that the that the uh, balloon entered into Alaska, then came across uh, Canada and came down into Idaho, then across Montana and all the way, as you just mentioned, uh, across the country to get shot down off the coast of South Carolina. How is it possible that we don't have the capability 
to immediately shoot down this thing as soon as it comes across our border. And if there was concern about safety, most of Alaska is pretty much uninhabited, Buck. And so if you shoot it down somewhere over Alaska, instead of shooting it down in uh, South Carolina, where you now have divers that are having to go in and uh, and see whether or not they can retrieve everything from this Chinese spy balloon, I think the protocol needs to be set forward. This is what we do. If you violate our airspace, we shoot down your uh, your spy balloons or, frankly, any other of your uh, aircraft that is of a foreign nature that is violating the, the sanctity of American airspace. Even Secretary, former Secretary of Defense under Obama, Leon Panetta, was saying, yeah, no, this wasn't so great. It wasn't a great moment for the Biden regime. Play five. If we were aware of the balloon, I think we should have taken steps uh, to prevent it from entering our airspace. Uh, and I'm not sure that we should have allowed it uh, to simply cross over the country, uh, cross over uh, what were obviously sensitive military sites. I don't see the logic of that. And I think if I have you, almost the entire continental U.S. Yeah, that that bothered me that uh, that it was allowed to uh, transverse the uh, entire country. Can I just point out, Clay? You, so you and I are sitting here, and I was admitting, like there's some areas of national security where I spent years of my life reading all day long and had a top secret plus clearance and did all. Balloon stuff is not really yeah. my area. So you and I were just in the same boat on this as just guys who know some stuff who approach it with a common sense. And I was just saying, we were both saying, uh, I think you shoot the balloon down, everybody. Yes. Like, what, what is this all about? And it was funny because initially the sort of Democrat regime toadies out there were all, why are you such warmongers? It could be, you know, they're just trying and sputtering. And then Biden ends up shooting it down because this administration's and, incompetent beyond And work. shoots it down over water, Buck, which means that the ability, I would imagine, to recover the Chinese spy craft is going to be, one, way more difficult, right? I think they said it's in 50 feet of water. Two, probably significantly damaged by going into water as opposed to slowly descending and landing on uh, the ground. I, I don't understand what thought process could be in play here. Now, I am concerned about why did China do this, right? Like, to what end is the Chinese interest involved here? And and what is their motive? Because, Buck, to me, just this way, the way that this went down, it just kind of looks like an embarrassment to China. And then Biden, I think, bungled it in many ways, and it also embarrassed him. So, but what are they trying to test here? They, they clearly want to know how we would respond. Is this potentially, looking forward, a possibility to deliver... Uh, dangerous whether it's uh you know chemicals whether it is uh whether it's a nuke whether it's a uh you know an emp what are they testing here by having this chinese balloon which they could they said in the articles that i read that there were controls right so they could stop it they could slow it down they could adjust its speed and change its direction so this was in some way it wasn't manned but it was controlled it wasn't just entirely floating on the uh on on the winds, right? What is their aim here? And that's the question that I think is probably most significant in the wake of this action. Also, the pretense that it was a weather balloon is pretty hilarious in retrospect. Yeah, right. I mean, right? The Chinese were like, "Oh no, it's a it's a weather balloon," and everyone's like, "Nah, it's really not." 
And if it were, why would you care if we did shoot it down anyway? Because it's a rogue weather balloon. But, you know, in, in moments uh, that, that require decisiveness, uh, I think that this White House, one of the problems that you run up against is that Joe Biden is the commander in chief. Yes, it's, it's rather obvious. It's rather straightforward. You have somebody who we j- I just mentioned at the top of the show, Clay, and you were, you were talking to me about it before the show. The polling on Biden right now is Democrats don't want him yep. to run. I think he's still going to run because I think they have no choice. I think the Democrat Party is effectively forced to run as uh, as a fraudulent political proposition. Put aside the shenanigans in the actual elections. I mean, they have to pretend to be something as a party that they're not on Election Day to fool a few percentile uh, or a few percentages of the country to voting for them. So Joe, Joe Biden's going to be the guy anyway. But they rec- they recognize that Joe Biden, the coughing, the gaffes, the the brain you know, senior moments, the polite way of saying them. I mean, obviously, the the brain malfunction issues that he has. This guy is the commander in chief. I mean, when yeah. there's a balloon in the sky, Clay, you know who it all comes down to? Joe Biden. Yeah, and 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 I would say particularly his leadership is called called into question in stories such as these, where there's no existing precedent, to my knowledge, Buck. This is why rules matter in terms of what rules you set. To me. The standard of this is the United States, the sanctity of our airspace and our sovereignty is if foreign aircraft that intend to do us ill try to enter into our airspace, we shoot them down, right? Like that should be the hard and fast rule. Now, when did NORAD become aware that this uh, that this balloon was entering? Maybe they thought it was just barely going to come across and then turn around and go back out. Uh, that That potentially could be an idea. But when there is no precedent, when you have a unique set of circumstances, that's when I would argue the intelligent intelligence and judgment of the commander-in-chief is at its most important level. And Biden failed because I think you, me, a huge percentage of our listenership would say, let's shoot this down. Now, my wife pointed out, because she's been studying international uh, law, that there could be international law components, and I understand that aspect. Look, I don't care what international law says. All right, I'm just going to be straightforward for you. My goal, if I am the president, if I'm sitting in Joe Biden's chair, is to protect United States interests. If somebody outside of the United States is upset with the choices that I am making as the commander in chief, deal with it. What are they going to arrest him when he goes to Geneva? I mean, come on. Without any without any loss of life involved, which this was this was an unmanned surveillance balloon. Correct. No one. I mean, the, the notion. Of of anybody other, yeah. I mean, I, I think Mrs. Travis is correct in that there might be some Hague bureaucrats or people who say, "Hold on a second, there was another yeah, right. process for this." That may exist, but countries, when it comes to their national security, are going to do what they're going to do. Yes, and, and and unless you're going to be able to force them, you know, if we were, um, you know, Nicaragua or if we were, you know, Thailand or something, maybe the international community would get more of a say. But we're America, so we're going to shoot down things in our airspace that shouldn't be there. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, I don't and know I just sound like Mike makes no right, but it does. Yeah, no brainer, and he couldn't get to that result. And I think it's because this is where you struggle. I think when you are getting older and you don't have great control of your faculties, when there isn't a precedent in place, it's harder to figure out a ruling in a situation like this. And I think, God forbid, how much worse is it going to be at eighty-two-year-old Biden? And if you were to win. 84 and 86 year old biden i mean it's a real legitimate national security can i offer the the possibility here that the ultimate cynicism is what is pushing the whole biden term two here which is that they recognize 
the more decrepit he looks in these last, you know, let's say this last 18 month period or so, the easier it will be to just replace him after he wins reelection. I really think that that the whole game is just, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. And then they realize, and then by the way, Kamala sends, you get the first black female president. She goes from vice without having to face the electorate. And, you know, I, I just think that that's, I thought that was the game plan, uh, all along. So I have to say, I don't think it's a surprise to see that that may be the case here, but we'll continue to talk about this. We got a lot of time to talk about it because it's obviously still a ways away. But I want to switch gears for a moment and thank you all for the donations that you are giving to the preborn pregnancy clinics because, you know, there's so many people who are in the pro-life community and that's essential. They have their beliefs, they have their morals, but are they taking action? Because you can take action right now. Are you pro-life? You can help save babies' lives today because even with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, there's still so many abortions happening nationwide. But thanks to the preborn pregnancy clinics, we can protect unborn children in this world. For just $28, you can introduce an at-risk baby to their mother. That's the cost of a dinner, and in this case, the cost of a single ultrasound experience at a preborn pregnancy clinic. Once a pregnant mom sees that precious life and hears that heartbeat on an ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life because of you and the donations that you have given. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day their clinics save 150 babies' lives. Right now, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. Truth seeking, reality telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I thought it was kind of amazing how quickly the Biden people tried to shift blame on the balloon to Trump. And maybe we should reach out to Trump and let him come on, because I bet he would really like to tee off on this story in particular. Because the idea that Trump would have allowed Chinese surveillance craft, these balloons, to have come into the country was crazy. But the fact that they said, oh, well, we found out about this after he left office, and we'll talk in the next hour with his former acting defense secretary. Buck, this was, to me, part and parcel of an inability to ever take responsibility for his own actions and the continued failure of the Biden administration to try to throw everything on Trump like they did inflation even. By the way, does anyone believe for one second that there would be any willingness on the media's part to keep quiet if there were penetrations of airspace under trump people in montana could see this thing clay yes (laughs) that's not part of it they were they were not going to admit it i think buck because they really wanted this uh this meeting with the secretary of state anthony blinken to be taking place i gotta tell you if you made it through covid you're a small business maybe you need to get some of your taxes back uh if you have five or more employees you're eligible potentially to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not a loan, no payback required. It's a refund of your taxes. How do you get it? Go to GetRefunds.com. Their team of highly trained tax attorney specialists at no cost to you will find out if you qualify. If you do, they'll share the proceeds with you. They've already gotten over a billion dollars returned to businesses. They can help you as well. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We are looking for a second here at um, Migrants. So, so just to recap, because this was one of the more amusing stories I've seen in a while, you had the migrants in New York City, in Manhattan, in Midtown, right next to our New York City studio. So when Clay and I are in New York, this is just a couple blocks away, at a, we'll call it a roughly 350 to $500 a night hotel, depending on the season, the time of year you're going to stay there. You had migrants who had been staying in that hotel, I believe for months, and they were saying, no, we don't want to go to the big government facility at the Brooklyn Ferry Terminal, which is like a giant warehouse with beds and food and bathrooms and everything. But no, no, no. We'd rather stay in the five-star hotel, to which everybody paying attention was saying, right. Not surprising. Yeah. Five-star hotel. Sounds a little, you know, a little bit nicer. You probably got some uh, Sfera sheets or however you say it, you know, Italian linens. Probably got some very fancy stuff going on there. Very nice. Um, but it's all paid for by the taxpayers of, of New York City. And also they're demanding federal help, as they always do, too. Don't ever think that, oh, just the good people of New York are going to shoulder the whole burden. No, all of you. If you live in Kansas, your taxpayer dollars will go to these programs, too. Uh, but now this was just amazing. New York Post had this uh, also picked up by Fox News. 
that there are illegal immigrants who are now leaving New York. So these migrants who have come to New York City, many of them single adult males, how they get into the country, saying that they were going to apply for asylum, but they're not. Don't even get me into it. The way asylum is supposed to, there's so many problems with this, Clay. You're supposed to apply for asylum in the first country outside of your own country that you can enter safely. So if you are fleeing one of the Northern Triangle countries, for example, let's say you're leaving, uh, you're leaving El Salvador or you're leaving Honduras or Nicaragua or Guatemala or any of the uh, Central American countries, uh, you're supposed to apply in Mexico. If you traverse Mexico to get to the United States, you are country shopping. You yes. are saying this place that I'm going to is actually better, you know, better benefits, better welfare, better jobs market, whatever it is. It's not supposed to be a shopping expedition. It's I'm in fear of my life. Please take me in, which any country where you would be safe should be good enough. Right. Fast forward now to what we see with the migrants in New York City. Now some of them are leaving and they're heading north on taxpayer funded buses to go to Canada, which also I think all indicates to you that they are seeking out. Some of these migrants are seeking out the most um, cushy welfare benefits, you know, state funded benefits possible. They're leaving New York for Canada. What would happen if we sent tens of thousands of migrants from Texas to Canada? I mean, I mean, I know there would then be the added complexity of you have another country's border to be traversing, but Canada is super left wing now under Justin Trudeau. They, by and large, don't have anywhere near the immigrant uh, population that is illegally entering their country because it, to your point, Buck, is so difficult to make it all across the all the way across the United States to get to Canada. So what would happen if we flew and or took all of these tens of thousands of migrants and said, hey, Canada is saying they have an open border for you? What would happen then? I mean, how long would it take Canada to be like, oh, this is a mess? Because they don't have to deal with this by and large. Well, I was going to say, you know, Clay, I mean, you, you've stumbled on to, uh, I think, what would be a, a brilliant program here. Forget sending the migrants to, I mean, as as amusing and worthwhile as it was for exposing yeah. the hypocrisy of the libs when they got sent to Martha's Vineyard. Um, imagine if we just said, you know what? We, we, you know, you made it all the way here. You know what the best place for you to be is Canada. Canada. Every illegal, my, you want asylum in America? No, no, no. By the way, they're leaving New York City, according to the article in the New York Post, because they are, they don't like the rampant homelessness, <laughs> drug use, and crime. Oh, wow. Wait, I thought you were fleeing in fear of your life. Now Midtown Manhattan's too dangerous and dirty for you? Wow. This is where we are, folks. But, but imagine, imagine, Clay, we, we took your, we, we took what you're, what you're saying here and applied it. Yeah. Why not just say, you know what, Canada? We will bus, we will fly all the illegal migrants at our border. You are welcome to have them. Yes. You know what would happen? Canada would at first say, Justin Trudeau would go on TV and he would say, oh, we want all of the people of the world to come here to Canada. He's the most annoying person on the planet. Yes. Just put that aside. And then you know what happened? The Canadians say, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. We're going to pay for all this? Why this is going to be on we, us? Why can't we do to the illegal immigrants what Mexico does to us? Which is say, hey, you're really just trying to get to the United States. What if we said, hey, you're just really trying to get to Canada and we allowed 
those tens of thousands of illegal immigrants to go right to Canada's border to enter their country. Why not? Why not have a conversation? There should be a bilateral with Biden and Trudeau and say, look, we've taken in five million under Biden's uh, term in office. And, uh, you know, we've taken in five million. I, I think it's time that we give you half. How about Canada will take half? Right. We'll just just you take them all. Aren't isn't Canada so liberal and welcoming and wants all the people of the world? Yes. Right. Isn't that so what what possible rationale could they have for not taking them? But you see, this would expose the whole the whole project and the whole problem that the left has, which is that everyone knows in New York City's learning this. Everyone knows that when you take people from uh, a culture that does not have much in the way of similarity with America, does not speak English, does not have any special skills or marketable skills, does not actually come here with the deep family connections we're always told. When people are coming here saying, oh, I'm fleeing, I want asylum, they require a lot of resources in order to get them assimilated, integrated, part of American society. And that's going to cost the taxpayers a lot at a time when we already have a $31 trillion deficit, a debt. So why not have Canada pick up more of the burden. It's fascinating to see how many countries, Clay, uh, love to crap on America. You know, love love to take shots at us for for issues like this. They don't want to take. They don't want to take in a lot of migrants, though. They're, they're not. They're not looking forward to that. Well, Canada basically gets a free ride on it, and and this was what exposed the hypocrisy. Why I thought the DeSantis flight to Martha's Vineyard was so fantastic was because it took what twenty four hours for Martha's Vineyard to mind over the idea that they could be responsible for 50 illegal immigrants and they basically call them a national emergency well canada and justin trudeau to your point gets to say oh we're welcoming to immigrants in canada and all of these different talking points without any of the consequences that these millions of illegal immigrants actually create can i just put it you know canada takes in about three to four hundred thousand legal immigrants every year I want to know how many illegal immigrants does Canada take in every year? I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, what's the inflow of illegal? The five million for sure, right? I mean, that we've had in the last two years with the Biden administration. And again, that's why I'm just saying, like, what would happen? And Biden won't do it. But what would happen? I give credit to Greg Abbott, uh, in particular for making this decision because, you know, sending it to Washington, you got the number on how many people actually. I, I I know this is unfair because we're on live radio, but I just take a wild guess, Clay. At they call them undocumented people, of course. Yeah. How many illegal immigrants in the whole massive landmass of Canada? How many illegal immigrants do they have? Population of Canada, if I'm correct, is like 35 million, right? Yep. 30 something. Okay, I would bet that they have 500 thousand illegal immigrants, undocumented immigrants. You nailed it. 500 thousand. Yeah. So I mean. That's pretty that I mean, when you contextualize, you get a free ride because so few people actually get there. But you get to lecture everybody about how welcoming you are. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand why I can't look. Canada has a lot. of What's the problem? Immigrants, illegal immigrants. Not remember, put aside the legal. Those are people that go through a process and in Canada. They have a point system, by the way. It's not easy to legally immigrate to Canada. A whole other thing that people don't ever talk about. You know, you have to. There, there's all these. There's there's boxes you have to check and things you have to bring to bear. Other Australia, same thing. By the way, other countries have systems where they grade what immigrants are going to take in. Oh, of course, yeah. And and but but they're not racist. You know, Justin Trudeau is so not racist, even though you know we know about Justin Trudeau. 
the reality of what we see in Canada is if it's going to make everybody, if there's no problem with overwhelming assimilation, if there's no problem, we mean, meaning the processes by which people become you know, nationals of that country, there's a cultural and political and, um, and day-to-day process of that. If it's no issue, if it just makes everybody wealthier and better, right, in, in that country, if it just improves life for everybody, why wouldn't Canada want 5 million illegals? What's the problem? I, I don't understand why Canada doesn't just say, we'll take the 5 million illegals in the United States. Somebody should ask Justin Trudeau, why not? And if he starts to say things like, oh, but we have our own character as a country, and that may be, just start calling him a racist. Just just 100%. start pounding on the pounding on the pavement right away that Justin Trudeau is a huge racist because obviously that's the way the conversation goes here in America. So I, I think, Clay, I think you're on to something. Just going to put it out there. You know who else is on to something, unfortunately? Cyber thieves, the bad guys out there who try to steal your identity. And then they take our credit cards or loans in your name. And it's such a huge disruption to your life. Oh, gosh. I remember one of, one of my family members got some $30,000 bill on a credit card for some club called Arabian Nights somewhere in South America. I'll never forget. I was like, that's crazy. How did the company not catch this? Ah, but you actually could have somebody watching your back now. You can actually have somebody helping you out with LifeLock. Protecting your online identity can be so much easier when you have LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors online activity to detect and alert you of potential identity threats like someone taking out a credit card and running up a huge bill in your name. And if they figure something out, something looks a little shady, LifeLock will get in touch with you quickly and offer you the expertise of one of the restoration specialists. That person stays with you as you both work to fix the problem. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. I've been a LifeLock member and user for years. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Head to lifelock.com and use promo code BUCK for 25% off. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Positive story here, Buck, as we're rolling through the Monday edition of the program. Um, there's a, a professional surfer named Bethany Hamilton. And for some of you out there who may not remember uh, all of her story, when she was 14 years old... She was attacked by a shark and lost her left arm. Despite that, she continued and turned herself into a professional surfer. And she came out over the weekend and aggressively attacked the idea of transgender male athletes who decide to identify as women being able to compete in surfing competitions, which is something uh, that has uh, that has been allowed. And she said, Buck, this concerns me as a professional athlete that's been competing in the World Surf League events for the past 15-plus years. I think many of the girls currently on tour are not in support with this new rule, and they fear being ostracized if they speak out. Um, And so she is pointing out male body dominance in women's sports are occurring everywhere and says, as a result... And, Buck, I think this is significant because this is something that many people out there have argued. I personally won't be competing in or supporting the World Surf League if this rule remains. And I think what you're seeing, Buck, is women's athletes are finally starting to speak out. And one thing, we talked about this with Riley Gaines as it pertained to the uh, Leah Thomas swimming incident. One of the things that I heard most prominently, and I bet you've heard this too, is why didn't women just refuse to compete? Like, what happens if uh, when everybody dives in, they stay and stand on the blocks? And that's kind of a challenge because you still want to compete. But I think right. this is kind of a kind of a, a strong statement here. That's that's a difficult situation I could see for those female athletes because so you're gonna you're gonna give away your competition to that's this, right this lunacy. I mean, I I think that's and also imagine if you're you know, if you're Riley Gaines, you and a handful of of girls, women, decide yeah. you're not going to compete, but a bunch of others do, and so now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I got a silver medal, I'm happy because the best people 
in this race decided to sit it out. That's right. On principled grounds. So, so you would need total solidarity. Um, and, and it's, it's also very apparent that there's something nefarious, uh, behind so much of this because they, you know, the apparatus will take action against you as a woman who speaks out against this. Like they, they want there to be cost. Why should there be cost for saying that you don't want this? If, if it's really just about, is there an advantage? What's the science? You know, can we have an adult discussion about this? No, because there's obviously an advantage. We all know what the science says, and they just want obedience. They want anyone people to... Yeah, Buck, anyone who's ever competed in sports understands it more, I think, than people who don't compete in sports. Because there's this idea out there, because, hey, I'm woman, hear me roar, that women, like, use the women's soccer team as an example. The U.S. women's soccer team is the best women's team in the world. They got beaten by a 15-year-old boys team in Dallas, Texas, 5-2. to two. These are 15-and-under, talented Dallas, Texas soccer-playing boys. Boys, 15-year-olds. The fastest woman in the world is Shikari Richardson Buck. She lost, uh, would lose, every Texas state boys sprint championship. In other words, 16-, 17-, 18-year-old boys in Texas are all faster than the fastest woman in the history of the world. I mean, Clay, even down here in South Florida, when I go to the gym, there are there are female fitness models in the gym. Yep. And there are guys, uh, you know, I'm not saying I know too much about it, but the guys who go in there, they got a bit of a gut, spend a little too much time indoors. Uh, but if you have a 200-pound, six-foot-tall guy, he's going to lift more weights than the fitness models, than the yes. females who are, you know, training four hours a day. He will bench press more than those women, you know, with, with almost no exception. Like, we all understand the science very clearly here. Well, that's our friend Zuby, who we've had on before, you know, became the greatest women's lifting champion of all time to satirize the idea of men deciding to compete against women. And for everybody out there listening, what they've tried to argue is, oh, this isn't really a big deal. This is not becoming an issue. No, in the next five to ten years, I really believe this. Your daughters and granddaughters, if this continues, are going to be competing against men all over the place. Every state, every school district is going to have this as an issue. And I give credit to Bethany Hamilton uh, for speaking out as aggressively as she is about this story because that's what it's going to take in order for things to actually change. I mean, I I, I can't imagine getting my arm bitten off by a shark and then back in the ocean. So, I would never you know, get in the water again. Talk about bravery. If I ever got attacked by a shark in any way, much less had a serious injury, I would never get in the ocean again. I mean, I think I think if like a sea turtle nibbled on my feet, I'd be a little freaked <laughs> out. You know, so I, I can't imagine. Like, I'm, I'm not an ocean guy. That's all I can tell you. I mean, the bravery of that by itself is, I, I remember when that happened I, I, and she said, oh, I'm going to go back. I love surfing. I was like, I... I the fact she may be the most mentally tough athlete on the yeah. planet because when you're in the water like that, how would you not think about getting attacked again? I mean, do you ever freak out a little bit even when you're in like a lake somewhere and you step on something weird? I mean, because, you oh, know, yeah. we've all I seen I don't like Jaws. it when I can't see the bottom. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 